The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. We promise you'll be entertained, but listen at your own discretion. Everyone. Hey, I'm, this is Sarah. This is Megan. And you are listening to It's Always, it's always the, the Husband. Welcome back. We are back for an episode three. We got our headsets on, our 70s headsets on. We're ready to record. They're really, really fashionable. <laughs> if you've enjoyed our multiple lessons or our multiple episodes so far <laughs> That'd two, be two of them <laughs> um and really want to see us continue because you're just so intrigued we do have a patreon site so that's where you can go and you can donate money so that we can maybe upgrade our 70s headphones and get maybe a better computer things like that and bring you just quality entertainment <laughs> for the near future we won't improve anything about the two of us. Right. Our personalities are set. So, I'm I mean, sorry. They're, they're how they are. You but really we might get new headphones. No growth. With your dough. So consider donating. We have several levels. Right. That you can um, make your monthly donation to us. And we'd be so grateful for anything. So if you want to just donate just a little bit, $3. $3 you'd be on our John Travolta level. Right. And what's better than that? I mean, really, what's better well, than that? Well, there are there, several no. levels better than John oh, Travolta, well, yeah. but okay, go on, Sarah. Um, John With is that, your you'll favorite. get um, a shout out, a thank you on the show. You also get some access to posts that we put on Patreon that you would get to see. So you're part of the little Patreon community. But we'll mention your name on the show and thank you, thank you, thank you. You, uh, you could give $5 an upgrade to Burt Reynolds. <laughs> so Burt Reynolds, you know, you get a little more bonuses just because you're Burt Reynolds. So you would get bonus episodes that we could record just for you to listen to uh, once in a while, popping on Patreon. And everything else the John Travoltas get, you would also get. You could move up. $10 brings you to John Ham. This is the class act level right here is John Ham. See if you can tell which ones of us picked the icon for the level. So we have John Travolta, we have Burt Reynolds, and now we have John Ham. This is for the Hamacondas out there. Um, and you, you get a special digital download, right. which could be our show um, icon or mm-hmm. a cute little phrase. Mm-hmm. It's a, you could print it out and make a print. You could, if you're a cricketer and have a cricket, you could put it on a vinyl decal and put it on your coffee cup. So they're just phrases and funny things that we have on our show. Um, we'll send you one of those. They're probably terribly inappropriate, too. Probably. We apologize. So don't advance. bring it in public. Maybe the coffee mug that's not at work right. would be a good idea. Uh, the $15 per month would be Rob Lowe. Again. Again, think of which one of us chose <laughs> which icons. So Rob Lowe is a class act. I've actually met him, and um, they're... He's the real deal. So if you want to be the real deal and support us, this would be $15. And you, besides getting everything in the other levels, you would get... And being associated with Rob Lowe. Right. We have a private community chat, too, where you could maybe vote on stuff that you want to see in the show or question-answer type stuff mm-hmm. that we can answer in the show. 
And then, of course, the top is my pick, which is Jason Momoa. (laughs) I don't really want world peace. If I had one wish, it would be to meet Jason Momoa. (laughs) It wouldn't be any other thing for the planet. I would give it away just to meet him. Clearly, anyone who's normal would agree. Um, Jason Momoa, you get everything in all the other levels. Plus, you get the coveted Momoa shout out, (laughs) which is saved for a very special few. So go to Patreon, take a look at the levels, choose which which male you'd like. Mm-hmm. And we, again, would be so grateful if you did this. It helps out immensely so that we can, you know, keep working on the show and give you this quality entertainment. Right. As well as we are now on iTunes. We're on We're Stitcher. There. We're this on is so insane, you guys. It's Spotify. Insane. Um, if you can go to iTunes, give us a rating. Of course, if you like us, just five star. No, really, don't put a bad. Yeah, rating we don't want on any there. ones um, or that were terrible. Right. We, I mean, we know, we know. Um, and that would be terrific. That helps immensely get us noticed. And as they say in all the other podcasts, move up on the charts, which is what we want. So our episode, we got to leave our yeah three day jobs. Oh, yeah, we we have. <laughs> So many it's jobs. Too much. So, yeah. Kath, like Catherine on vacation, she, we can quit one of our we night jobs. We need to quit one of our yeah. night jobs. Yes. Yeah, we definitely do. All right, let's get into it. So, this episode is called The Blood Trail. And, and it's it really, part of our Friends yeah. of Files episodes as well. Yes. I have allergies. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it is Friends of Files. That drip yeah. is Sarah. Season two, episode six. So, it's an early one. And we are traveling to jolly old England Mm -hmm. for this one. England has its fair share of douchebag husbands, Mm -hmm. starting right at the top with Prince Philip, (laughs) Prince Charles, (laughs) Prince William. Clearly, Harry is the winner here, as we all know. is the only royalty that matters, and he stepped away. And he got out of there. He's out of there. It's too hard being a royal. Well, it's who wants to be associated with those total pigs? And it pervs. Anyway... (laughs) So this one I'm excited because I love British mysteries. I watch Midsummer Murders. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it so much. Of course, I can't find it on Netflix anymore, and my world shattered. You're like the Karen. Yeah, I love Midsummer Murders. She loves that too. Agatha Christie, all of that. Mm -hmm. I eat it up. It's, I love it. So I'm very excited to bring you this one. So the year is 1984. Again, a great year. 84 was a great, great year. Not for this couple, but Mm -mm. in general, it was one of the best 80s years, I think. Um, A lot of good stuff in 84. We're not sure what happened, but I think it was good. Yeah. So we start our forensic files with very gross uh, image of Mm -hmm. this severed lamb's head being stuck on a post all bloody and gross and with this scary serial killer type writing note stabbed into it that says you're next so very intriguing like, and it was what's going on the, it was misspelled your right yes like, oh terrible misspellings like what i do yeah terrible <laughs> so y-o-r yes. you're next yep so they they show that we're in this village called Horton. So this really kind of typical village in England, rolling hills, these super cute little town um, buildings, what you imagine when you think of like a Harry Potter-esque type village. So we come to meet our couple. They live at Wooden Hill Farm. So Wooden Hill Farm 
is a family farm that has been passed down, and unfortunately, it's been passed down to the dumbest bastard in the family. <laughs> His name is Graham Backhouse. Graham should never have been a farmer. Graham's intended profession, what he wanted to do, was hairdresser. Be a hairdresser. Yeah. So unfortunately for him, he was forced to take over the family farm. Mm-hmm. and He had pretty, to put his yeah. scissors down yeah. and pick up a hoe. <laughs> And it was not, he wasn't used to picking up holes. No. No. He was not. I mean, not. He, he said he was he used said to he it was, later, later on. He but was no. not. So again, um, he's married, of course. This, he's married to a really attractive woman. Again, confusing to me. Um, her name's Margaret. They have two children. Mm-hmm. And they're living at Wooden Hill Farm. And they're really not making out so well. They're losing a lot of money. Um, they interview on Forensic Files their neighbor. His name is Derek Robinson, and he definitely has some English teeth. <laughs> uh, teeth? It's hard to overlook. The English do have a reputation for some bad chompers. and Poor dental hygiene. Yeah, yeah. this episode really came through from the bad they teeth. They picked great... Yeah, well, this one was the real interview, right? But also right. the actors yeah, as well. The yeah. actors were bad, too, mm-hmm. within... For the acting and yeah. their teeth. Yeah. Um, the Simpsons has a episode where Lisa gets braces and the dentist shows <laughs> to threaten kids to brush their teeth. <laughs> he pulls out a big book of British smiles <laughs> and it's just British people with horrible teeth. And then finally they're like, oh my God, no brush, no brush. Yes, exactly. So this is what it was like. Yep. So everyone in the village knows that this farm is not making any money. They're really struggling. They're on hard times. Grandma's no idea what he's doing. He's losing tons of money. They're, it's just a disaster. But he keeps going. He keeps doing it. Yeah. Right. And the whole village, what a, you know, they're ashamed. They're mortified. But they keep on keeping on. Yeah. No kidding. They have animals. Yeah. They had animals and crops. And crops. And mm-hmm. tons of animals, it looks like. And it said they're crops. They just weren't making many money on their crops. Well, he doesn't even, he doesn't know what The animals do. were running about willy-nilly, which we'll talk about later. All but over. I All know over because I grew up on a farm that that is the shittiest farmer. Yeah. If you can't, I mean, once in a while, the animals will get out. The cows will get out. The pigs will get out. Whatever. Um, but this seemed like it was a free for all. It, yeah. it, it was literally they didn't know the animals ruled what, the where roost. they were yeah. going. Then March thirtieth, it all starts, and the villagers describe this time as just a series of bizarre events. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre, gross, weird, and terrible. The, it starts all like we said at the beginning with the lamb's head just impaled right on a fence post with the letter "You're next" out of the blue. What's going? Nobody gets that ever super weird so he tells the police they come out he says oh my gosh i got this late and that's not a very good english accent at all <laughs> i can't <laughs> it was terrible anyway graham says he's been getting threatening phone calls oi oi <laughs> they're calling that's still terrible oh my god and deaf jewish oi yeah oh no, they say that kind of oh they do oh um he's been getting all these threats and then he said he got this letter in the mail, in the mail previously yeah. that somehow said, you've ruined my sister's life. I'm going to get you, you bastard. <laughs> and the police are like, okay. Um, so two weeks later, you know, they're just like, all right, there's not much we can do. We don't know who it's from. They let things go. So 
So then this is where just the worst happens. It's pretty much, well, not quite the worst, but pretty bad. It's so pretty bad. Margaret has to go to the, the store. Wife. The wife has yep. to go to the store. Because I'm sure gross-ass Graham said, I shite, I shite in my knickers. <laughs> I don't know. That's bad, too. Anyway, and Margaret's like, again? And so he asked her to pop over to the market and get him some new knickers. So she tries her car. It Typical. Doesn't it doesn't work. He has She's like, like maintained seriously. it Seriously. Doesn't change the oil. She has to do everything her goddamn yep. self because he's doing nothing. So she thinks, I'll go take his piece of shit car and go yep. get him new knickers because he shits himself. <laughs> she gets in the car and starts it. And here's where the Forensic Files reenactment was also pretty good. Yeah explosion huge explosion so she starts it just like a mob movie the ignition goes and it's an enormous explosion and they show her rocking back and forth in the reenactment screaming screaming huge explosion she slumps over on the steering wheel for a second and then opens the car door and drags herself out she can't move her legs all the while screaming her, they show like just burnt up ass and legs, like literally on fire ass. Where like cartoons where you just rip one yes. and burns a hole through your butt. Yeah. That's like what they had her doing, crawling, screaming on the ground. So then they cut to Graham with cows. He's cleaning. Fork. Yep, he's yeah. cleaning the cow stalls. Any he, he, listening to death metal? Yeah, and a small transistor radio a tiny radio the size of his head i yeah. mean but it was that was that it was a powerful radio because it, it was so loud he didn't hear the explosion he nope, didn't hear nope. his poor wife margaret's screams no nope. nothing just yeah shoveling shit yeah listening to death metal whatever or, uh quiet riot quiet riot. what's british <laughs> I don't, I was, lots of them I was going to say Def Leppard, but that's Australian. We don't know. We don't know. I'm not big into the death metal. So everyone in the village, obviously, can hear, and they come running. And actually, it's this moment that later I'll say, if my dementia doesn't cause me to forget, um, that the police are really kind of on to what the real situation was. Uh, So she has blown apart her ass. (laughs) They show on Forensic Files, it is literally a giant hole in the car seat. There was a pipe yeah, bomb. Yeah, they showed the picture. And it was Under the driver's right. seat. And it blew in a huge hole, like the size of her head. And it was just a shot off. It was a shot, shot off. Shot off like shotgun type pipe bomb mm-hmm. filled with 10 to 12 shells that just shot right up into her butthole. <laughs> and devastating. So I, I kind of researched. I could not really find what really happened to her, but it, apparently, it she had severe buttocks injuries. <laughs> duh. Yeah. And they said she did kind of tear away part of her thigh. So it was a devastating injury. Right. She was brought to the hospital. I have to say, at this point, when I was watching the show, I was thinking, whoever is behind this, whoever is the culprit, has some skills because. Not only did you have to make a pipe bomb, which I would not know what to do in the least, or be motivated to even try to find the, you know, oh. ingredients to put in the pipe bomb, but um, he had to rig it so that it went off when she turned the car on, and yeah, that's pretty. Smart. I mean, it was yeah. A lot I was effort, thinking the culprit was he knew what he was doing, right? Yeah, it was. 
So I was impressed. I couldn't wait to find out who it was. I thought, this has to be a mastermind. So Margaret does survive. And the only reason reason she survives is because... She has a fat ass. Yeah. No. (laughs) She was thin, I think. No, she was lovely. She was cute. The force of the blast went down instead of up, which just tore the butthole apart. But she lived. I mean, she had some issues, I'm sure, later on. Because... That it was pretty bad. But she did. You found the picture of her leaving yeah. the hospital with just a leg wrap. Right. She I was mean, walking we couldn't herself. See her butt, obviously. Right. But yeah. Yeah. She seemed to be walking. And you, right. usually when you walk, your That's butt a good is okay. Sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> get a healthy butt. The police really think, all right, they're serious. Someone is really threatening this family. This bomb mm-hmm. was intended for Graham, it was in his car, it was in, it was in car, the driver's right. seat. So they'd really want to take notice. So mm-hmm. the forensic scientists come in. Jeffrey, his name is spelled with a G. Oh, the best way. Yeah, right. That's my brother-in-law, right? That's their cat's name is Jeffrey right, with, with a, a G. G. Right. Yes. So on his Christmas stocking, it's a G oh. for Jeff. And it's a female cat. It's a female. <laughs> uh Margaret's in the hospital. The police are investigating. Margaret's getting one pound of shrapnel and pellets pulled out of her behind. Mm-hmm. So it was a serious attack. It's in the papers. The neighbors are concerned. They're believing Grant now that he's being threatened. Again, not only are they the talk of the town for being the shittiest farmers, but now the wife's ass is blown off. Right. Just shot her ass to... They have to be demoralized. They can't even want to show their face. No, he can't even parade his wife around now and say, look at her ass to all the (laughs) men. He says, now my ass, my wife's ass is all shot up. It's gone. Look at it. So the same day, they get another threatening email. The same day as the ass blast. This, this, not email, (laughs) this letter comes all misspelled to hell. It says, came twice last week, but the pigs were out. See you soon. Again. Shitty farmers. Right. You can't let your animals run wild. See, my husband would write That's money. And he would think the pigs being out, that they were talking about me, like, being out cutting the grass. (laughs) (laughs) Your pigs out again. And that's what my husband would think. Um, But, so. False Orvinos. Right. Mowing the lawn. Yeah. The pig was out. So the, this note has a doodle mark, they notice. So they think, hmm, it's a strange little doodle. And they keep that kind of in the back of their head. They're noticing all the notes seem to have the same weird, sloppy, misspelling And they think whoever is writing them is misspelling things on purpose to right. look like a dumbass. Which but, is weird. Yeah. Um, so now we get Tom Evans, who's a DSI. So he's a detective super intendant, which is what they have oh, over there. that's what DSI means? Yes. Oh. So just like um, Midsummer Murders, he's a DSI. So Tom Evans, the DSI, asks Graham, well, uh, do you have any, like, ex-girlfriends? Do you have enemies? What's going on? Why are people threatening you? Why are they blowing your wife's ass off? And Graham says, oh, well, where I worked at this quarry, I had an affair with this one guy's wife, David Hodkinson. And so they talk to David and David is like, no, I. David wasn't even in the country. David was out of the country during the explosion. And later on, they end up talking to his wife. And she says, are you kidding me? Disgusting. He said I had an affair with him. He's <laughs> fucking gross. Right. No way. Denied. So denied. No. Um. So David's 
off the suspect list. He wasn't even in town, but he worked at a quarry. He had access to explosives. He knew how to wire. He was a good suspect, but it's not him. So then police turned their attention on the neighbor of the back houses. His name is Colin Bedale Taylor. Which was, when they said it for the first time, I was very confused, and I thought his name was Common. Oh. Because I have hearing issues, maybe, like everyone else in my family. And um, so I was thinking Common. Yeah. He's not a rapper. Common didn't do it, I don't think. He's not a poet. No. Spoken word poet. He was just a farmer in the backyard Right, they're two. They're, they're their farms were connected. farms were two hundred meters apart. Common Colin, yeah. So Colin has a very sad story. He's a retired woodworker. His son died two years previously in a car accident, and he's just been super depressed as he would be, mm, and just really just trying to do his own thing, hang out at his house. But the two families, Colin and Graham. We're having some real issues fighting over some land, things you Probably do. Probably because Graham's animals kept shitting all over his yard because they were running free. Yeah, and his shitty crops are yeah. rotting, and Colin's like, come on, get a grip. Right. So Colin was super well-liked in the village. Everyone really loved him, and they thought Graham was a douchebag. So <laughs> it really was shocking that Colin would do this. It just didn't make any sense. So police didn't even consider him at all. They were like, no, this... It's not going to happen. He's too nice. He's too, yeah. And he He's was a almost gentleman. He, yeah, he, and was he was old. Elderly. And he made right. the village a bench. Right. He made him a cute bench that said, bide a while. And everyone right. sat on it. And it was That's super so cute. British. I know. I think. We don't yeah. have that stuff here. No. We don't. So they realize the back houses are under attack, though. Certainly not from Colin. Um, they're figuring. So they send police to live with the family. Now, of course, poor Margaret's getting her ass sewn up. Mm-hmm. She's in the hospital still. She's, yeah, still The gone. kids go to a neighbor, so it's just freaking Graham at his house. And he wears, they show him um, live footage, or real footage of Graham, not oh, the yeah, actor. They did. And he's yeah. wearing like a weird tennis V-neck sweater and walking around. And that he looks cool weird. in the 80s. I guess, yeah. So Graham can take a week of the police living with him and then he goes nuts and says you gotta leave okay we're done you gotta leave i don't want you around here go i can't live my life yeah i can't take care of my shitty farm with you it's embarrassing every time the cows get out and you guys are here to see it um while i'm trying to corral them in my alligator (laughs) v-neck exactly (laughs) in my dribble jeans listening to Def Leppard <laughs> and Led Zeppelin. He's probably listening to Flock of Seagulls. Yeah, that was just was. a cover that day for right. Yeah, he wanted to act tough. Yeah, and we know he was listening to Wham. There's no <laughs> way he wasn't. Who wasn't? There's no way he wasn't. God, I was. And Pointer Sisters. <laughs> That's who he was listening to on his Fisher Price radio that he couldn't hear his wife screams over. A dork. Exactly. Exactly. So before the police leave, though, they are not. They don't leave him hanging. Mm-hmm. They leave an alarm where he can just push the alarm, and the police will come running if he needs help. If, it's like I imagine yeah. a giant red button. Yes. They just stuck on his yeah. kitchen wall. Like, yeah. If you want us to come there, Graham, it goes so, straight to the police department. So of course, again, another two weeks happens, and the alarm goes off. So the police Holy come shit. Yep. running. 
several police cars or whatever they have there, I don't know, come running to the home. It is a bloody, terrible, nightmare scene. Yep. There is poor Colin, retired, almost 70-year-old Colin, dead as a freaking doornail in the middle of his hallway, shot to shit in his chest, dead, and he's clutching a weird dumbass knife that has his initials conveniently carved Mm -hmm. into the knife handle, as people do, on their cheap knives. (laughs) And the police say, holy shit! And it's common. Yeah. He's dead. Common's dead. <laughs> and Graham is sitting there all like stabbed and cut up to shit, bleeding all over the place. So his story is that Colin comes over and Graham's like, well, hey, come on in. You know, well, they, hate yeah, they hate so, each other. They hate each other. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, but Graham had some sort of furniture for sale and Colin wanted to buy it. Even though Colin can make it his own freaking furniture. It's dumb. Again, when you hate someone, yeah. you don't buy anything from them. No, you, you go and... Especially not furniture, stuff that they've sat on and no, you spilled put a on. flaming no. bag of shit yes. from their door and ring the doorbell. Ring bell. it and run. Yeah. That's what you Set do. Set it on fire. So Colin Toilet comes in trees. and the forensic files reenactment was worth it for this. It's mm-hmm. worth watching the show mm-hmm. for this terrible reenactment. Graham says Colin all of a sudden went nuts. So if you've seen um, The Hobbit, I think it was in The Hobbit. No, not The Hobbit. The Lord of the Rings movies where Bilbo Baggins is older and they have Frodo and Frodo has the ring and Bilbo Baggins. She's Who looking has at ever me. watched those movies? Tons of people. <gasps> And Bill Baggins like goes crazy and his face turns all like evil and super scary and he tries to attack Frodo and get the ring. Someone has to know what I'm talking about. Megan's looking at me. Um, Like I'm crazy. movies are shit. Oh, I love them and lots of people do. They love Harry Potters and they love Lord of the Rings. I hated the books too. They were horrible. Anyway, it was a scary face. So Colin's face is all distorted, anger and rage. And he's lunging at the camera, which is Graham, and stabbing and stabbing. Mm-hmm. And Graham's like, oh, shit! <laughs> Another remember, pair of knickers? <laughs> gone. Shits himself. Trashed. Trashed his knickers. Grabs his shotgun. And, and Colin's just stabbing the shit out of him and, co- and runs in the hallway. And then Graham has he's a like shotgun. He's halfway up yeah. the stairs yeah, or something? Yeah, and Graham has to shoot him in self-defense. And he just drops over dead. Right. And then Graham hits his big red button and the police come running. Right. So right away, the police um Well, they look take at one the scene. look yeah. at Graham and they're like, holy shit, chap. You've got a giant slash across your face this slash was like from his temple all the way down across his face to his chin right like Like when johnny cade got jumped by the greasers that's what it was like he had a scar from bob's rings oh yeah that's what it reminded me of yeah the outsiders is legit right way better than lord of the rings it, to each his own. <laughs> to each his the own. Hobbit. So the police see blood everywhere, but they're tipped off on the fact that where they should see blood, they're not seeing any blood. And that right away, the scene tells them a different story, which it always does. The forensic and the blood, it speaks. It tells the story. The dead body talks, mm-hmm. as they say. So they search around the yard and stuff and conveniently find a pipe bomb in Colin's yard, 
or they find the pipes and all it the was parts buried or right. something and in... it's very close to the property right line, across the border it's in him, yep. so they're like oh okay yeah it's calling he, he did it so the other detectives are looking at the scene so they notice the blood the kitchen's all chairs knocked over mm-hmm. but the blood is in these fat red circles and which tells the police officer that whoever was bleeding at this point was standing still because the blood just drops straight down and blah in lands in a circle so if they see that circle they know that this was standing still just you're standing still you're dropping blood right which is not going to happen if someone is stabbing the shit out of you you don't just stand there and take it unless you're a dolt or and something rage yeah. screaming at you like bilbo baggins right bilbo baggins face and stabbing yeah. the shit out of your face so <laughs> they're noticing that okay there was not a struggle here like he said these circular drops. And then they show the forens- a forensic person back in the lab just throwing the shit out of blood, showing like, okay, if someone is running and struggling, blood is going to be more elliptical and have a tail, and the tail points in the direction it came from, and all this stuff where blood can tell what's going on. The blood is telling them someone stood there and bled. Then they're noticing the hallway, there is no blood. Mm-hmm. So... Police realize that, all right, if his story is correct, he was stabbed first and shot second. So if he's chasing Colin down the hallway, he should be bleeding like right. one of his stuck pigs. Right. And blood should be his all face over the hallway. Yeah. Slashed. And, and then he also had a stab in his chest no, or something. It was right? literally a, slash? Like a slash from his shoulder all the way diagonally across down oh, to that's the hip. Right. Like a Chewbacca it was, belt. Yes, yeah. like a yep. Chewbacca belt yep. of a knife wound. Yes. It was a massive from yes. shoulder to hip bone diagonally across. Common was a slasher. Right. Yeah. So the medical detectives were saying, what kind of a dumb asshole stands there and lets someone just slash the shit out of their chest? You would move. You would right. say, you would would say stop. Uh, don't do that, sir. Would right. the gentleman please stop stabbing <laughs> my chest? And he, nothing, he wasn't doing that. He had no defensive wounds. He would at least use your hand and grab the knife. He would fight off. You're a grown mm-hmm. man. Fight mm-hmm. off this old man fighting you. Get real. Right. So there's... No blood. Colin's laying dead, gripping the knife, which the police also say is weird, because if you you die, your muscles relax, and you poop yourself. And why is he gripping this knife in a death grip? And I remember thinking when the actor was doing it, how hilarious it was, because he made a real show of making sure he was just hanging on as tight as he could to that knife. So... Again, kudos to the great actors. The great acting pulls it together. Yes. So he definitely had a clutch on that knife. Yeah. The the MD pathologist here, who also had a hot pair of uh, transition glasses, it looked like. (laughs) Real quality transition tiny glasses. Teeny tiny glasses. Yeah. They weren't. And in his teeth. It was not a good (sighs) look. Um, he's saying there, I mean, just this is a mess. Mm -hmm. His story is not true. What he's saying is absolutely not how it happened. Especially since the knife hand also had blood on it, which we learned from Mick the Dick. If you have blood beneath the knife or the gun, you weren't, it's not blocking the gun. You weren't holding the knife. Right. You weren't holding it. There would be a space there where the blood wouldn't have gotten because you're holding the thing. So he didn't have that. He was bloody because he's gripping his chest. After you get a shotgun right, right. to the heart. Right. So 
things are looking pretty bad. With Graham having no defense injuries, Colin really just looking like he, he was just walked in. Yeah. Yes. The police have this whole new track to go on. And then Forensic Files shows this Hercule Poirot, Agatha Christie detective. Do you ever watch Hercule Poirot? No. Oh, my God. So he, he's a Belgian Agatha Christie's detective, and he has a little mustache where you put the wax, and he always twirls it, and it curls up. So this Forensic Files detective was probably trying to be like a Hercule and he had a little tan fedora and a hot tan trench coat. And it's mm, really dressing the part. Yeah, his mustache yeah. curled up and he's just looking in various covers. Okay. So that's, what, that's he's their B roll. Searching the covers. Yeah, showing yeah. that they're Cupboards. really looking at the scene. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, they're putting a little Agatha Christie in here for mm. us viewers that like, you know, British mysteries. The two of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And then they find this cupboard searching pays off because they find a notebook in the cupboards. Oh, that's right. And they see it has an impression of a doodle. And they remember it is the same goddamn doodle that's on the threatening letter that's sent the same day as the ass blasting. (laughs) So they're starting to think that ass blasting. And I think it was the same as the your next. Yes, it was all from the same pad. So they could easily tell, like in all those movies where they use like right. the pencil and... And then and, they use the... Yeah, yeah they lightly scribble and they over... see the right. threatening letter mm-hmm. and you wrote it from this pad. That's pretty much what they do. Except they spent 15 minutes trying to explain it. And I was yes. so bored. I was like, Jesus. It was terrible. Yeah. Because... And that woman yeah. who Beryl, told it Her was, name was Beryl Morgan. Oh, and she had a hot pair of glasses too. She was special too. too. Yes. Her teeth were bad. And then her, did you notice her necklace? It was like so tight it was cutting into her neck like I couldn't look away her glasses were hot and I wanted to look at her glasses but I couldn't not look at the necklace strangling her and she just kept talking and when you shine the light this way you can see the end and I was like god just say it's like when you make a scribble in a notepad and you can see it on the next papers below we know it we don't need the lights we don't need your freaking expertise we've all done it a thousand times we We get it god (laughs) damn it I don't need 15 minutes of your bullshit. No. God, Beryl. Jeez. <laughs> and tell your parents, don't name other people Beryl. Beryl and Common, forget no. it. So the police figure out, all right, this is what happened. After two years of just constant crop failure, animals taking shits all over the everyone's <laughs> house in the village, this dumbass Graham decides, I'm going to kill my wife, because that's what fuckers do mm-hmm. and get her insurance so she had a lot of insurance of and conveniently he added more he had insurance yeah right before all this happened so if they would have just looked at that they would have been like oh come on but the joke's on him because yeah. it just blew out her ass yeah and she survived, and she, survived. She, she can't even a- kill his goddamn yeah. wife right because he's such a moron he's, she's tough man so margaret he had to set you. the scene so this is like classic premeditation so he Kills one of his lambs. Come on. Who asked right. you to do that? Again, a horrible thing. farmer. Yeah. That's money in the bank. No kidding. Puts the head on a pike, uh, then leaves the dumbass note, setting up all these threatening things, calling the house, giving threatening calls, sending these other Letters notes. to himself. Right. And then he sets the bomb up, dismantles her car. So when he shits his knickers and she's got to buy him new ones, yep. she can't use her car. She goes to his car blows her ass apart and he thinks all right now i've killed my wife i have made a history here of threats it's gonna i'm gonna get her insurance 
smooth. I can go back to hairdressing and listening to Wham. <laughs> and it doesn't work out because Margaret's a tough-ass bitch. That's and she right. lives. So she's a badass. And Cheers, takes them Margaret. Down. Right. Not all of us can take just our ass Mm-mm. being blown. And, a pipe bomb to yeah. the ass. Yeah. That's a Not tough all of us can take a pipe bomb to the ass. Ass woman. Right. Margaret. Yeah. Many people stay home from work for a hangnail. And Margaret, Not Margaret. she goes. She's back in three weeks. Right. Saying, you know, suck on it. She's got a wrap on her ankle. Right. She's ready to rock. She's she probably is. a waitress or something and like goes back and right. completely kills it. Has the worst, yeah. <laughs> most, yeah, the yeah. most physical job yeah. ever. And she's like, whatever. Yeah, I can do this. Because yeah. a woman, what else? Uh, that's what we do. My ass is on fire, but right. I can do it. Right. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we shoot kids out of our freaking asses all the time. Right. Or close to our asses. And yeah. And go back to work and half the time they would. Like, they make us walk yeah. to the bathroom before they let us leave. Like, fuck you men everywhere. We just shit I out know. a kid and you won't let us leave until we get right. up you would on our be own in labor and pee. at your job as a waitress. And they would say, you have three arms, bitch, because there's an arm coming out of your crotch and that <laughs> kid's arm can bring me a goddamn beer. So get up and get it. And you'd say, Take I guess. Take it tray. Oh, all right. All right. And then you'd have to have your baby's You're arm right. out I'm of your crotch You're right. I'm not dilated to 10 yet, so I'll just I'll, I'll wait. I'll get you that drink, hun. I'll just wait. Oh, typical men. But Margaret, she showed them. Yep. So Colin um, became the scapegoat when Margaret decided to be a tough-ass bitch and live. Graham then decides, oh, I got to ha- pin this all on Colin. A 70-year-old depressed neighbor is going to somehow want to kill Graham. Why? Who cares? Graham's a dumbass. Why would you waste right. your time on him? He's already... Colin, when he was probably yeah. making a companion bench for the community. He's stupid. Think of what Graham took from the whole town. I know. The- so he thinks of some reason for Colin to come over to his house. And right when Colin comes in, they think he just lured him down the hallway and shot him. Then... Graham has to make it look like he was attacked, puts the knife in Colin's hand. Make sure it's real gripped in there. Right. After he slashes the shit out of himself. You don't get slashed. You just get stabbed. And then a grown man would jump away or fight. And did he think he was going to look badass because he had that slash across his face? I don't like, know. Why would you do that to your own no, face? I wouldn't cut my own face. No, I would do like, it in cut a place my leg where no one could. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my leg. Like, shoot yourself yeah. in the leg. Right. Or, yeah. You don't a little your, stab wound. You don't wound. just tear apart yeah. your own face. No. Dipshits. <laughs> so, um, they're, they're, he's arrested. So, he's arrested for the attempted murder of his own wife mm-hmm. and the murder of poor sweet Colin. There's so much evidence that it's ridiculous. I mean, just ridiculous. Colin gets thrown in jail he gets two life sentences, and he's still a fucking not dick. Colin from, Graham. I mean, not Graham. Oh, Colin. Dead. I'm sorry, Colin. Dead. Oh, Colin, Come forgiveness. In. Forgiveness. So Graham's in jail being a hot dick. Yeah. He still sends threatening letters to himself, and they're like, sir, we clearly can see you're sending them to yourself from the jail. From the jail. You are dumb. So he dies. It's over. In jail, 10 years later, which is good. Good. But Margaret dies eight years later in her sleep. She's only 48. Oh, Margaret. So her ass blasting must have really worked wonders on her intestines or something. I mean, poor woman. You can't win. Jeez. She probably had a broken heart from loving a piss-ass farmer 
hair she i don't know yeah, i just she made poor choices she had the two children she probably couldn't get around very well she was still waitressing or doing a very labor intensive job i'm making all of this yeah. up i have no idea but we're what assuming she because she was so badass she was i think she tried to do it all and it was just too much so i researched a little bit i tried to find out what happened to margaret because I was concerned, like how they took a pound of shrapnel out of right. her. Like people in war do less, and they're dying all right, over the place. Right. Um, so she, like I said, I just found out she died eight years later. She must have had some complications, but she was pretty okay to leave about the hospital three weeks right. later. And she looked to be. She looked happy. great. Yeah, she was smiling Graham and waving. Dies at fifty-three, so he lived ten years in jail. Bye. The cops were on to him earlier than we all thought that wasn't said in the forensic file episode. Oh, really? Because the explosion, all the villagers, like we said, could hear. They come and run to get him in the barn. And they don't really tell him anything except that his wife got hurt. His wife got hurt. And he says, I don't know what's happening. And then he picks up the phone and calls and says, the 911 or whatever it is, 999. Or I don't know what it is over there. And says, my wife was injured in an explosion. And the police ah. realized all the villagers who was there there n- never told him what mm-hmm. it was. And his story was that he didn't hear it. So how did he know that? Mm-hmm. And so right then they knew that was shady. But the forensic files didn't mention that. So they were on to him. They could have, you know, really saved Colin if they would have just known he was a dick. Right. Why and, didn't they? I don't know. So what a sad story. Another story of the husband definitely did it, even though his wife lives. And he goes and kills an innocent neighbor because he can't even, he's not even man enough to kill his wife. <laughs> he's such a dumbass. <laughs> what a perv. <laughs> so so that's our story. Excuse. That's our story for this time. We hope you enjoyed it. And the lesson learned every single time we tell the story is, God damn it, just pay, pay for, for your, the divorce. Yeah, pay for it. It's. It's a pain in the ass for a little bit, but my God, walking out of that courtroom with your divorce, best feeling in the world. Exactly. And you pay for it. You don't have to have a slashed face. No. Full of scars. And you can go back to your hairdressing job that you really loved. That was number one in your heart. So just pay for the goddamn divorce. Yep. All right, peeps. Until we see you next time. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.